At the time of this recording, the world is in the midst of a viral pandemic. Many people are afraid. Many people are in isolation, voluntary or otherwise. Some are sick or will become sick. And indeed, some are dying. In this special series of the Guru Viking podcast, I ask my guests how to work with fear, anxiety and panic. How to work with isolation. How to work with sickness and death and how to help others who are also having those experiences. Neither I nor my guests are medical professionals, and this podcast is not medical advice. Fear, sickness, and death are perennial human experiences, and it's my hope that these episodes will be of use not only to those who are being affected now by this situation, but also of use to others beyond it. Dr. Nita, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. So let's get down to it. I know you have a huge amount of knowledge in both the areas of medicine and in the areas of meditation and health in general. And at this point, a lot of people, I think, are frightened. There's a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and maybe even a lot of panic. Mm -hmm. Would you say to somebody who comes to you and says, Dr. Nida, I'm frightened, um, I'm anxious, I'm panicking. Uh, I think, firstly, it's important we should know that, uh, you know, pandemic disease or pandemic, it's, it's, uh, it's not only the first time in human history, you know. In human history, we had this uh, everywhere. And one, one, one of the worst one is uh, 1918, you know, Spanish flu. And uh, I think most important is we remember the history and we learn from the history. And uh, so we know that uh, this kind of, uh, uh, how do you say, pandemic can, can happen. And uh, we should see as, you know, something normal, you know. Of course, many people, they think it's, you know, completely something new and, you know, nobody's ready for this. Of course, compared to 1918, we are much more ready, you know, through internet and, you know, this uh, social media connections and so on. And recently we are talking about uh, social distance. So we can call it a physical distance, but I don't, I don't uh, see it as a social distance. You know, can somehow this virtual socially we are much more connected. So that's why I think it's very important to be informed, to have more clear informations. And also uh, what we can do, you know, for now, instead of uh, just the panic, you know, just keep calm and think clearly. The, the most easiest thing what we can do is stay indoor, you know. So, stay yeah, stay inside. Like Ewan said, stay inside, stay indoor. And this is the most practical thing, you know. And uh, so with this, we can break through this, um, you know, the, the process of the, the in, in, in infections. And that's why... Uh, that's why uh, instead of people are just, uh, you know, panic, I think it's better to think clearly and to, to have also very essential uh, information, you know, very, very essential information. Because the problem is there's so many uh, different kind of news uh, going around and people are get confused, you know, confusion is the, the problem. And then, um, yeah, you know, of course, there's always... People always have different views. 
for example, in Italy, there are some artists they are kind of against this, you know, social distance, staying indoor, these things. And they don't have any medical, uh, how do you say, background or knowledge. And of course, they are speaking more like uh, artistic way or philosophical way. So these kind of things are dangerous. You know, that's why we have to be careful with the information. And the most practical thing is stay indoor. And that's, that's the most important thing. So there, how do you say, people should not panic. If somebody is at home following that advice, and still they find themselves feeling a lot of fear, waking up in the morning, feeling fear, staying up late at night, uh, feeling fear. They are taking the right advice, but on the other hand, there's fear. Uh, okay. It's yeah. difficult to get rid of. Do you have any advice for someone in that yeah, yeah. situation? So, okay, let's put this way. Step one is stay indoor. I think that's very important. And then the second question, exactly what you are saying. They are already indoor and they don't know how to handle uh, their emotions, you know? Yeah. And I know many people are scared that they think they are infected and, you know, they think they are sick. And that's why, they, you know, people are keep measuring their temperature, and they think, oh my God, I'm coughing, or oh, my breathing is like this, and they are really kind of, uh, how do you say, and the panic, and they are kind of having some psychosomatic symptoms, you know, keep measuring there. So that's why I'm saying, don't worry about the symptoms. If someone is already really sick, if you really think it's really sick, even you are inside the apartment or a house, it's important, you know, to try to self-isolate, to stay in one room. But if you are really, really sick, you cannot hide the symptoms anymore. You don't need to guess your symptoms. You know, the symptom, the yes. fever. And the fever is kind of really like, a, a, how do you say, strong fever. And also coughing is kind of like constant coughing. And uh, if somebody is really sick or they have really symptoms, they, they don't need to guess, you know. That's why I don't... I don't think people should worry about that they are sick and you know they have symptoms and so on. This is a very common thing uh, that I receive from people. You know, many people they are texting me and calling me. They say, "Oh my God, I think I have fever." You know, I have some difficulty of breathing this and that. If we really don't have the symptoms, it's very important also don't go to hospitals. You know, it seems uh, some hospitals uh, kind of. So that's why uh, I think first first thing, people should not think that they are sick and they have the symptoms. Okay, I think it's it's a more like psychosomatical, um, psychosomatical than the more the physical thing. So that's why they should not worry too much. I'm just telling them, if really they are sick, they cannot hide. You don't need to guess the symptoms. Symptoms are so strong, you know. Eventually, you will, you the, the symptoms will arise and then that's it, you know. Mm. And still, if you are able to keep your temperature below 38 and also the coughing and breathing, especially is breathing is not that difficult. And even the doctor, they cannot do much. You know, they, they just tell you, okay, take some paracetamols and stay indoor and isolate yourself and that's it, you know. So that's why I think people are at home, they should not panic about their symptoms. That's number one. And number two is, I think many people, they, they worry about their friends and family members and this. I think that's kind of normal. But also in that case, you know, step one, they should do um, stay indoor. They are family members or whoever it is. And step two is, uh, you know, 
we actually cannot do much. As Shanti Deva says, if you can do something, then you, you know, if there's a solution, then you do the solution. And, and then if there's no solution, even you worry, you know, it doesn't change anything. So that's why I think it's very important to uh, keep calm. That's, that's important. And then uh, another thing is, of course, today there are many uh, people, uh, you know, suggesting do the retreat and meditation and yoga and these things. I think it's, it's very important to do these kind of things. But for me, if people are staying home, number one, what I suggest is, um, is uh, don't watch too many, you know, news, all right? When you turn on the Facebook, everything's about, uh, you know, COVID-19, about uh, a disease, about, uh, you know, all bad news or about political issues, every information. And that's really like becoming one of the main cause of anxiety. And of course, also people should be informed, you know, maybe you just uh, watch the news every evening, I don't know, like one hour. Just, just to make sure, you know, which areas are more affected, which countries are more affected, and this kind of thing. And beside that, I don't think we should uh, watch too many news and this, you know. Uh, I'm also um, talking with a few patients on, uh, online. And uh, so I was told by a few patients, they said the more they, they hear the news, the more they watch the news, and, you know, they get panic and then they can't sleep, and then they really feel they, they, their symptoms are getting worse, you know. So both patients and, uh, you know, health people, I don't think we should watch too many news. And, and I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Beside that, I'm just telling people just try to distract themselves more, you know. Watching good movies, nice documentaries, and reading books, or, you know, uh yeah as um norm i'm just saying normally we always tell people don't get distracted you know focus be focused you know concentrate and do meditation do yoga all these things but uh, when people stay in stay in the home we need uh, good distractions you know play with kids and do silly things and just try to, to, to forget all the bad stuff. And then uh, other thing also, many people, they are worried about uh, their work, you know, their income and their business. I can understand that, you know, that's something very important. Uh, but also the other hand, you know, our life is more important than anything else. You know, our life is more important than business. Our life is more important than work. And I'm sure uh, if we are healthy and somehow we can make our life, you know, we can, we can find a way of, you know, survival, you know. And uh, so that's why I think also people should not worry too much, you know about their work and business and these things. I'm sure we can find a way, you know, for for new way of business, new way of, uh, you know, work or whatever, job and these things. And uh, as uh, Tibetan medicine says, the most important is health, you know. Once you have the health, health is like a root for the tree. Once you have the health, and then your spiritual part or your business or whatever, so anyway, so that's why I think also, you see so many people that they showed 
that uh, their life and health is more important than their business and work. I think that is a very, very good sign, you know. That's exactly what Tibetan medicine always says. Tibetan medicine says we need to have a good health, you know. Yeah. If we have a good health and then our material life, spiritual life and happiness and everything will be there. So I think that's a very important thing, yeah. And then also at the same time, I think it's very important that we remember, you know, there are so many people uh, sacrificing their lives, you know, medical doctors and nurses, you know, medical professional workers. And of course, they have their families and they think of their health and everything. But now they, they choose the health of the public and saving others alive. You know, they are in front of the line. I think it's really important that we appreciate their, their work and their sacrifices. I think these things are very, very important, you know, to remember and to know. Yes. In the UK, they just announced seven and a half thousand retired or ex-health practitioners volunteered to come back to and leave their families to come back to uh, the hospitals and it's uh, very heroic i think that's real uh, real heroic activity there yeah exactly yeah i wish also the um, in the you know public uh, health service that uh, government or the local organizations be more allow the natural paths you know like tibetan medicine or all these herbal medicines because uh, in china and uh, some hospitals you know they use the tibetan herbal medicine actually they found some good results you know so that's why hopefully also in the West and some, you know, some hospitals or some areas that they allow us to use this uh, herbal medicine or natural methods, you know. And uh, so unfortunately, <clears throat> because of, you know, everything shut down and sending the herbs and the medicines are not that easy. And so hopefully, yeah, and this, this door will open, you know. The main symptom is a fever and the coughing. You know, actually the body, why people are having fever, uh, like, um, how do you say, our body tried to generate the, the fever and the heat and to try to attack, you know, the burn the viruses. And sometimes body overdoes this and then it can be dangerous, you know. So that's why to... Um, Keeping the body temperature until uh, 38 degrees is very important. And uh, many people, you know, once they are uh, diagnosed that with the uh, COVID-19, so many of them, they are taking like paracetamols and they try to keep down their, um, their fever. And then uh, another symptom is many people, they are, uh, you know, feeling like the shivering very shivering. intense cold inside and shivering you know like the beginning uh, stage of uh, cold and flu so wow. in this case i suggest them to take more ginger tea or cinnamon tea this you know warming up teas and that can help like you know help to 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 reduce the the shivering or in tibetan medicine we call it unripe uh, fever you know the fever want to come up, but not unripen. So that's why it cannot come up. Actually, it's good that fever comes up, you know. So then we have to help the body to, to produce that heat. So taking ginger tea, 
or uh, also taking lots of warm soups. So mostly about the diet, I suggest uh, to take lots of soups, like veggie soups, you know, uh, soups with garlic and onion and all these kind of like uh, hot drinks are very, very important. And then also there are some uh, medicines like uh, natural medicines like honey or licorice, you know, the sweet wood. Honey some of them, they can help them to reduce the coughing. And uh, many, many patients, they are really uh, coughing very strongly. And because of the cough and they cannot uh, sleep in the night well. And, you know, because of lack of sleep, then immune system goes down and then next day and they feel worse and so on. So that's why I think uh, it's good to take some herbs yes. also to against the coughing. And I would also suggest some kind of uh, like breathing yoga, you know, exercise of some breathing yoga. And uh, it can, you know, help to uh, the, the lungs to exercise a little bit uh, better, you know. And some patients are saying once they are having the oxygen and the ventilators and then uh, psychologically they feel better, but then because they are not moving and so on, and they, they later they feel much weaker. And some people are saying even they feel like a, a short breath and coughing when they can move, do a little bit of exercises, after that they are feeling better, you know. So I think that's that's uh, makes sense because if you are able to do some, like even a mini exercises or some movements or some breathing, these things, I think it helps the organ to, how do you say, uh, to give more power and more energy, you know. Energy. And then, uh, of course, uh, once people cannot sleep, then immune system goes down and then it creating more problems. So therefore, I'm telling the patient to take some, uh, how do you say, like a natural sleeping pills mm. or, uh, for example, nutmeg. You know, nutmeg with warm milk or nutmeg with veggie soup or onion soup. It's a very natural, uh, how do you say, like a sleeping pill, you know, sleeping remedy. So that's why uh, I think this kind of to do the home therapy is very important. You know? Thank you very much. And some people are facing the prospect of their death and some people are actually dying. What would you say to somebody who came to you and said, Dr. Nida, uh, I think I'm dying or I am actually dying. I know I'm dying. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, actually, um, one or two, um, the people, they told me, they said when they are coughing so badly, they, they said, they thought like, this is the last day or last night, you know, I can't make through it. And then you see, if, of course, you know, when people are in the panic attack state, it's very difficult to cope with this emotion. But sometimes, you know, once you accept what is really happening, what is really happening, once you completely accept it and then they completely get relaxed, you know. And uh, so that's why I think if really, really they are in the, you know, it's really on the age. And this, I think it's very important. It's very 
very difficult to accept at that moment. But once you completely accept it, I, I think then everything is relaxed, you know. And uh, of course, it's, it's easy to say, difficult to do, but uh, at end, you know, at end, all of us will die sooner or later, one day, and uh, we will face this challenge. But that's why uh, I think the really, really at end is the, to just give up the fight or the battle. It's, 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 it's very important psychologically, you know. And in this case, um, if people know how to look at the preparation of death, like a power yoga, you know, ejecting the consciousness or bardo, afterlife uh, journey and so on. So people, if they believe in the power and the bardo, I think for them it's, 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 it's much easier, you know. And uh, recently I heard in, in Italy, you know, one priest, he's over 70s, and uh, he was using the ventilator and he told the, the doctors, he said, oh, please give this my ventilator somebody younger than me. You know, he said, I'm ready to go. And so I call it, it's a really like a bodhisattva action, you know. So if somebody really feels like that and really the accept it, you know, I think that, that makes a lot of easier for themselves and also for their family members, you know. That's why, of course, for the Buddhist people, I suggest if this, you know, if somebody tells me this, I said, okay, remember of the power. You know, there are some powers uh, <clears throat> very uh, simple and practical. And uh, then, of course, also, also it's a good moment to remember the, the, the Bardo, you know, the Tibetan Book of Death. And I, I don't suggest um, people to you know, read these things to the sick people because if they are really sick, you know, in the hospital, of course, they're all isolated and also at home. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm just telling them, you know, time to time they, they, they talk to me and they ask me, I just tell them, yeah, if you really think, you know, if you are dying and think of power or bardo, everything, you know, should be fine. And uh, don't don't hold on the battle on the fight you know so then some some of them yeah they kind of relax and they are how do you say uh they just uh, how do you say accept it and that makes things much easier you know yeah mm -hmm. thank you and you've already given quite a bit of advice about how to care for somebody who's sick or dying do you have any further comments on uh, let's say somebody's loved one or neighbor is sick or dying. Uh, do you have any further advice on how to support such a person? Well, I think uh, it's very important if uh, you are family members or friends or whoever is sick, it's very important to protect themselves. Okay. Of course, some people, they want to show their affection physically, you know, touching and hugging. I can understand, you know, we are humans. We are social animals. We need to do these things. But because of the nature of this infectious disease, so it's better to really, really to try our best to protect ourselves. You know, I think that's, that's really, really essential. And if you really think of that uh, patient, the person who's really sick, 
And uh, if you think of uh, he or she's main wish is not infect, you know, their family members. We, we know that, right? So that's why also, and uh, if, we, if we really love our uh, friends or family members, this, you know, and, you know, it's unconditional love. We have this love in our mind. And I really believe this, our inner net, you know, internally, spiritually, we are connected. And other person really uh, feels that the love and the affection and the compassion and kindness, everything. And uh, so that's why, uh, how do you say, we really should not, uh, how do you say, risk ourselves, you know. And I know there are some, uh, how do you say, spiritual um, teachers, they are saying, oh, you know, you must uh, have faith in the Buddha and Dharma and, you know, the protectors and don't worry about physical things. I, I disagree these kind of advices, you know, they, those are really, really dangerous. You know, we need a spiritual, uh, how do you say, we need a spiritual uh, belief and trust and the faith. So we need a psychological support, you know, and a psychological, uh, how do you say, understanding and we need a mental hygiene and also it's very very important to the physical uh, aspect you know the hygiene and to protect ourselves and so that's why i was a little bit surprised you know some buddhist teachers are saying oh just to have faith in the buddha and protectors and you'll be fine and don't worry about the physical you know pro your self-protection and the uh, the hygiene and these things i was really 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 shocked to hear these kind of things you know because they really have no idea and this is you know many people are saying this disease is like a normal flu or flu or this and that actually the one i saw from uh, my patient it's much more than a normal flu you know it's it's really 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 nasty and so that's why the family members, you know, it's really, really important to, to protect themselves. And uh, we can always express our love and our kindness and in a smart way, you see, in a smart way. So that's why it's a very, very important moment that, uh, you know, to be smart, you know, of course, to be compassionate and also to be kind and very important to be smart, right? So one example is like a UK Prime Minister, you know, he, he was shaking hand of everyone. He said, oh, it's an important moment to shake everyone's hand. He's right, you know, uh, this. But now he tested the positive. So now he's sick and even he wants to help others. You know, he has so many limitations. Of course, he says, okay, I do self-isolation and helping this. I can understand that, but if he avoided the, the handshaking, maybe he could prevent it himself. And then he could uh, have done better job for the public, you know. You know, I'm not just criticizing him, but I'm just telling uh, us an example. And, and, and so it's important to protect ourselves. Yeah, thank you. Uh, last question on the matter before we wrap up the episode. You've already given some advice about what to do if one finds oneself in extended isolation. You've talked about resting, you've talked about enjoying distractions, uh, watching good movies, 
playing with family and so on. Do you have uh, any further comments for people who may find themselves in an extended period of seclusion or isolation? Or have you said everything uh, that you want to say about that already? Well, um, you know, in the Buddhist uh, philosophy, they always talk about uh, these four mind-changing points. And number one is the difficulty achieving human life or the value of a human life. And this virus really reminded everyone that our life is so precious. You know, nothing, nothing more precious than our own life. So that's a very good reminder. And the second one is impermanent, especially impermanent of death, you know. So I think it's a perfect reminder about the death. And then, you know, complication of the life and samsara, and then the karma and the cause and the effect, and also, um, how do you say, origin, origination of these uh, uh, viruses is, you know, like killing or eating wild animals. And we know the MERS and SARS, you know, they are coming from camels and snakes and bats. And I think it's very important that we learn those uh, lessons, you know. I always say uh, good experience, it's a good life, but bad experience, it's a good lesson. I think it's very, very important that we learn this lesson, you know. We learn this lesson and we really reflect about the meaning of the life, what is really important in human life, you know, and what are so essential. And we see we are all connected. It's not only humans are connected, also you know, our life is depending and connected with animals and wild animals. And so important that we respect those animals' life, you know. It's not like uh, every living creature is just, you know, we kill them and cage them and eat them like a food. And uh, there is every life has a meaning. Every life has a reason. So that's why I think it's very, very important for us to understand this uh, connection, you know, connection between humans, you know, uh, reality, the connection of politics and nationalities and, you know, all these things. And the same way, the relation with the humans to the nature and to, to the animals is also something very different. So that's why in Tibetan Buddhism, we talk about dental interdependence and interconnect, interconnectivity. So that's why this virus, the other side, it's, I think it's a perfect reminder for all of us, you know, and how it's important that we respect the nature and how it's important that we respect the wild animals and wild lives and uh, how it's important that to see this uh, planet as a one family, you know, and uh, the family members and all humans and, you know, the wild animals like our loving pets and these things, you know, I think it's very, very important to, to, to learn that lesson and, and to reflect on this very important uh, philosophical views, you know, the value of human life and impermanent and the cause and effect. And these things are very, very, uh, very important things. And beside that, I think also very important, like uh, in the Ati Yoga tradition says, you know, <clears throat> like one of the best uh, book from uh, Shapkarba, The Flight of Garuda. And uh, uh, this book says, at the end, everything's about mind, you know, when we are in the isolation or when we are sick and a panic attack, you know, at the end, we are just uh, suffering with our own mind. And it's very important to 
do this kind of very essential, uh, how do you say, do this kind of uh, essential uh, practices, you know, about the mind. So I think that that's very, very, very uh, important. And I often say um, our mind is like a movie and watch that movie, you know, watch that movie. And then we see and we realize the nature of mind, you know, how the fear and anxiety and depression, these things, how they are arising, how they stay, how they disappear, you know. These are like the, the waves of the ocean. So if we are very good to watching all this, our emotion and coming and going and coming and going, really facing it, and then we can experience Rikpa, you know. The, the, the ultimate nature of mind is beyond of uh, all these, you know, afflictive emotions. The fear, the, the you know, the, the, the panic and all the sadness and all these things. So I think that's why it's very important to do this, um, this type of meditation. Dr. Tanansang, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All the best. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Guru Viking podcast. For more information and more episodes in this series, visit www.guruviking.com.